Welcome back, everybody, to episode seven of Perpetual Sports Talk. My name is Sean, and I'm Scott. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's good. It's good to have another Thursday episode upon seven? us. Episode seven's a big number yeah, too. Yeah, man, we're getting up there. Seven's a cool number. Been around the block. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a it's a little bit of a happier week than it was last week with the Nats going out. I wouldn't say that. You don't think so? <laughs> well, the music, I feel like, just makes a me better. a little happier. It's getting a little better. For sure. So a lot of big things. I guess I, I almost said speaking of the Nats, but we're not speaking of the Nats. Speaking of baseball, right. we have our first World Series team, the Cleveland Indians. Yep. Beating. Cleveland, Cleveland's having a heck of a year. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, uh, beating the Blue Jays. Um, I guess they took that series four to one, and they beat. I mean, pretty handily. I mean, pretty handily. I forgot the Blue Jays even won a game. Yeah. However, yeah, won. that's that's Cleveland. This the city of Cleveland. Cleveland gives me hope as a DC sports fan that we may have a shot sometime in the next fifty years. In the next fifty, is that <laughs> what you need know, to man. call hope? We got know, fifty man. years. Like, isn't hope should be sort nope. of like around the corner? Nope. All right. But yeah, two. So they have two pennants in two major sports. You know, in the past five months, you have LeBron hoisting the uh, coveted NBA championship trophy, and now, Ooh. yeah, and now, and now the Cleveland Indians are on the way to the World Series. That's just it is what it is. Something else. My prediction was pretty bad. Actually, I changed. I changed like a little. You know what? Last week I went with Blue Jays, and then in the weekend appetizer I changed to Cleveland. Well, you were wrong on a lot of predictions you had last week. Oh we'll my gosh! Later. Good um, lord! The Indians. I just wanted to point out had they were ranked twenty third in the majors in payroll, twenty third. So that's bottom third, and twenty eighth in attendance out of thirty teams. Bottom barrel. Nobody went to the games. And they didn't pay the anybody, barrel. and they're look where they are. Um, they've got that, you know. South American, Caribbean player type, you know, that they lean on, um, which is good in the playoffs. Apparently it's proven, you know, it's proven to do so, do well in the playoffs. Are you referring to Lindor? Are you referring Correa? to Lindor? Yeah. Those, those guys are just, I don't know, man. He, uh, he was the only, it's funny, Francisco Lindor was actually the only guy who hit above 300 in that series. Granted, it is only both, five. Both teams played horrible, right? Hitting wise, well, but, but yeah, but you expect that in the postseason because pitching is just so good. And yeah. that, I mean, we saw it last year in the World Series between the Mets and Kansas City. We saw that. Well, I guess you know I was about to say we saw that great pitching trumps great hitting, but that uh, actually wasn't the, the case because the Mets. Really oh, the the Royals last year were the best offensive team. In, but that's in what the I league. mean. That's what I'm saying. Um, ha- however, right now we're seeing sort of the opposite take over. Is is well, is pitching is yeah. Pitching is that coveted thing to have. Yeah. Pitching and, is especially I mean, a bullpen, and bullpens were have been crazy. That's that's what I know. Where you're going with this? Andrew Miller was named the MVP of the ALCS. Awesome. He that's a relief. That's their closer who was throwing. I think he threw like what twenty innings in the in the in the, 
ALCS or something, something ridiculous. Yeah, in the ALCS, he th- I have it right here. He th- oh, no, 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 only, no. only, only seven and two thirds okay, innings okay. because just five games. I, I do have the stat. I did the math wrong, but he struck out fourteen of twenty six Blue Jays. <sighs> ridiculous, That's ridiculous. Appeared in four, apported, uh, appeared in four out of the five games. That's a trade midseason too. He got traded from the Yankees. Yeah, from the back when when the Yankees Indians, were sellers. Indians own one. Yeah, big time. Yeah, well, you know what? He was on the Orioles before that. Yeah. On the Sox before that. <laughs> yeah. Indians, but you know what? It's good for them that they've been able to use their, I don't know, you got Terry Francona too. That guy's no schlub. He knows how to work things. Oh, he's, yeah, he's a great manager. He, he knows how he's to work a great things. guy. Um, but yeah, the, the Indians hit 168 as a team in five games, and the Blue Jays hit 201. And the big thing for the Blue Jays, and we've talked about this, Live by the long ball, you die by the long ball. If you're relying on the home run and you only hit two of them out of five games, you're not going to win. Yep. You're just not going to win. And, shaking his boots. And that's right. You know what? And he went to – after they left Cleveland, after those first two games, he came out and he said, you know what? These umpires, they're, they're you know you know out to get us, and the, and the strike zone was different for, for our hitters. And then what do you know? You go back to Toronto, and then they just lose. So I'm curious – I hope it comes out within the next couple of days that he opens his mouth over something again because uh, because I they lost. Not. I hope not. Anyway, flipping it over to the NL, um, the Nationals are not there anymore. Um, it's two two between the Cubs and the. Oh my God, the Dodgers! You got it. <laughs> the team that, that beat the Nationals. Yeah, I didn't want to say the name. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, it's two two. Scott heading, lost heading his back notes. To Wrigley. His notes fell on the floor. <laughs> get him. God, I, I, maybe I was just like looking to forget. Heading to back to, to Ri- heading back to Wrigley, but they have game they have game five tonight in L A. Oh right, 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 right. Game five tonight in L A. The old two three two, and the Cubs have uh, Lester thrown for them, and Lester really the key for that guy. I'm obviously you want to get everyone on base no matter who you're who you're facing but if you get on base against Lester any walk any single any hit by pitch which he doesn't do a whole lot but you got to take advantage and you got to turn it into a double because he will let you he refuses to throw over to first base and he's a lefty yeah. he's allowed he allowed uh the third most stolen bags in the regular season with with 28. The highest lefty, a lefty shouldn't allow twenty yeah. stolen bags, yeah. but that's but that's his thing. So if the Dodgers can get on base tonight, and again this will you know this might be meaningless tomorrow when we have all the all this you know the the result, but even throughout the throughout the rest of the series, if they advance, that's all you got to do with Lester, get on base. On the other side, Kenta Maeda is going for the. Uh... For the Dodgers, mm-hmm. um, they're not starting Kershaw on short rest. Yeah, which I think is smart. That's actually smart, especially Save where you're for at. Game six. That's the it's elimination. It game could be or, the emergency, or it could be the or it could be the clincher. Yeah. So I think that's smart. Got to do um, that. Saving him, and then you yeah, have Rich Hill for Game Seven. Guy. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Um, predictions. Who you got? It's two two. I. I shouldn't ask you anymore. I, but. I, I don't know. It's so interesting to look at how they've been hitting. It's like they're even. I'm looking at this. They each have 28 hits in four games. You look at numbers too much. What's, what's your gut tell you? 
my gut's telling me to look at the numbers and like try oh, to make God. a smart prediction. Um, I don't know my well my, my gut gut going down deep into the guts of my guts. It's the Dodgers just because wow. the Cubs are the Cubs, and I'm sick and tired no. of hearing oh the Cubs deserve it this year because no, they've had a bad. Century. They deserve it because they have a great team. Ah, but to be, great teams have lost the World Series before, Scott. Of course, we of see course. we see it constantly. I think it's the Cubbies' year. I, I don't really know. Do. Well, I don't see them losing. Lester, Arietta, Wacky. They got. We've seen we've whole... seen big guys like that fall. Look at last year with the Mets. Look at last year with the Mets. You didn't see Syndergaard and Degrom and Harvey falling, and they did. They did to the Kansas City cool. Royals. No. This is a sort of a similar thing they got going here. Yeah. It just it just intrigued me how how similarly they've they've been hitting. Now, one thing that's one thing that I do like um, about the cut. I know I got Dodgers winning, but someone who I do really I, I enjoy watching this guy pitch is is Kyle Hendricks. Yeah, because he you is he's a younger guy. However, he is he's sort of like an old school pitcher in the sense that he 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 hasn't. He's not a overpowering velocity guy. I think he's he's Old like school. he's 88 89. And Smoltz had a uh, John Smoltz had an awesome comment about him. He first of all he compared Kyle Hendricks to Greg Maddox who was who was a, a who was a power pitcher who threw 90 miles. That's per a heck hour. of a comparison. Just because and Smoltz would know better than anybody having played with Greg Maddox. But just because he's a power pitcher who throws 88-89 just because he can locate a spot and he has good command. He had one of the pitches. lowest ERAs in the league, I think. This yeah, year. he sure did. And granted, he did take the loss in um, he he did he did he did lose a game in this series in uh, uh, the championship series. Right. I just like seeing him. I like seeing him pitch, and I said this last week, and we get to see him tonight because Lester's pitching. Catcher David Ross, love seeing that guy. Play. Yeah, we calls a heck him. of a game. We talked about him last week. Ca- calls a heck of a game, and you know he's gonna he's gonna play a huge part in in tonight's contest. Just wrapping up MLB, um, and the sting is still there. I think um, after six and a half months of baseball, the dust is finally set on the Nats. What is our takeaway from the 2016 season? What it, our takeaway? Injuries. They're a part of. They're a part of sports. But man, that happens to every team, though. Right? Yeah, but I wanted it to not happen to our team, Scott. It happened to the Indians, and look what they are. Yeah, you know they lost their best outfielder. It's tough to see. This goes back to your. You know they're the best team. It's their year. The, again, the Nats were the Nats didn't Second have a hundred games, a uh, hundred win games. They had what? They ended with ninety five. Yeah. And again, so going by that logic, I mean they deserved it. But October is a whole nother season. You got to play well in October. You got to grind so, out those one hundred sixty two games. So to get we're there. fine. Move on. Rolling next season. They're bringing back Dusty and all the coaching staff. Yeah, every single coach, yeah. which is obviously smart. I mean. There's no no need to mess anything up. But is this team built to win a World Series? Of course. It's got the guys to do so. Strasburg stays healthy. For Ramos, some reason. Well, we're not going to see Ramos. I think we're going to see Ramos ever again. No, nah, he just played his way right out of a Nats jersey. <sighs> but, you know, but Harper comes around. 
Yeah. The, here, the, you know what? This is complete a ball, balls hearsay. bounce. A this few is complete hearsay. Balls bounce in our way a few direct times um, in the uh, in the DS in Game Five, and we're looking at a whole different. We're sitting here previewing the Nationals being in the World Series. Right. You, you just never know. Right. But I'll tell you what: a loss in the division series that hurts. But man, a loss in the championship series that would. I'd rather was, I'd rather lose the championship. Oh, series. sure, be, be, just because you're there. But did you see uh, when the Indians knocked out the Blue Jays yesterday in in Toronto? You know how I feel about Blue Jays fans, Scott. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of them in the in the eighth in the eighth or ninth, one of them hopped onto the field and was running around, took his shirt off. You know, you stay classy, Toronto. Good lord. You know they have the just given a horrible name to those to those fans. It's funny because Canadians are always Canadians are always known as like the overly nice. You <laughs> That's know, a good point. Like it's it's interesting, and when it comes to sports, they just become no become savages. Apparently, they they love their hockey and they love their Blue Jays. Yeah, they love throwing beer and, and they love out pointing out the... my Expos hat. I got a lot of love for that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you're you're a guy because of those. Uh, they they stick together. I mean, they fans. definitely. Uh, they definitely love their love their teams, but it's funny how they're known as the stereotypical overly nice, right? Saying thank you for everything, right? Have you ever heard of a Canadian standoff? You know, like the whole Mexican standoff yeah, I, in the old west. This is a joke. So it, it is a joke. Well, no, it's not really a punchline. The Canadian standoff is two Canadians at a door, and one of them holds the door open for the other, and they oh, just keep saying, "Oh, after you, no, after you." That's the Canadian standoff. <laughs> ah, that's pretty good. Heard that that's from a good. Canadian I met a couple a couple years back. Um, <laughs> And the Canadian tuxedo is just denim, a denim jacket, a denim shirt, and jeans. <laughs> Another one from that. Not, you know what? And it was a nice guy telling me all they these all, jokes. Yeah, I've only met nice Canadians. Yeah, that's true. Um, going just, and I hate to flip back to oh, go ahead. Uh, the ALCS, but we got to mention Ryan Merritt. This guy contributed to winning to, to winning game five. He only threw 11 innings in the regular season. He pitched uh, four and a third innings in game five, gave up zero runs. Again, that's your just unlikely heroes in October. That's a, total, that's a total theme. But with that, uh, let's move on. It's a strong, strong let's song go. right there, Scott. So let's get skinny let's and let's let's talk about some some Washington you gotta, Redskins. You got to be excited, NFL. man. You got to be excited for the for the Redskins. Oh, they've won four games in a row. No matter how they've won them, we just we've won four. I an, mean, that's uh, a that's a big thing. An, an ugly win is better than a beautiful that's, loss. That's the NFL, NFL for you. I mean, it's week to week. It's cutthroat. It is a lot of adjectives. But let's talk uh, skins exploding last week. 230 yards, uh, rush yards. That's awesome, especially yeah, especially at the beginning of the season when they're unsure about about Matt Jones, unsure about about Chris Thompson, unsure about Fat Rob Kelly. And 200, I mean, that's great. And, and it was against the Eagles. You know, this is beyond the Browns. You know, it's it's beyond the Giants. It's they they beat the Philadelphia Eagles, which yep. they've been an awesome rock star team. Uh, the first you know the first quarter of the of the season. Yeah, uh, I'm just happy they won. You know, like that's that's good. The Redskins defense has really turned it around ever since you know we had some really questionable 
um, performances early in the season. It's the amazing defense, what injuries do and other guys step up to fill roles. It's step up. It's it's just next guy up. Yeah. You know, that's that should be the motto of, of really any team because every single team goes through injuries. And you better watch out because your job degree. might be stolen. Oh, when, yeah. It could be anybody. It could be a seventh-round draft. I mean, you see them all the time, the right? late-round draft picks yeah. come up, and they're starting by week five. Yeah. Um, then – that's pretty cool. The Redskins' defense hasn't allowed a second-half TD in four weeks. Awesome. In the four, in the four weeks we've won, hasn't allowed a second-half TD. That's amazing. Big reason Big reason why why they won. Yeah, Joe Barry, you know, I feel like he was on the, the, the defensive coordinator, Joe Barry. He was on the chopping block those first two yeah. weeks. And then, whoop, here we go. Oh, yeah. Just completely. And, again, I don't know how much of it is the – I mean, obviously the defensive coordinator plays a role, but it is those key guys stepping up and finally – Norman's finally making his money, you know, worth. He's been shutting down. It's all it's all coming together. This their system seems to be coming together a little better than it did. If Kirk can can get it right, you know, and I I believe in him, and I hope he does. If he can get it right, this team can be moving. And how about just with the defense? How about sacking Carson Wentz five times, including the very first play of the game where they ripped the guy's jersey? Did you see a sack and they and then they ripped his jersey? Which that makes the skins, I believe, they have 19 sacks this season, which is what does up. that mean? That's we played six games. Oh, I'm sorry, 16. My bad, 16 sacks this season. Six. We played six games. That's what three a game. Little yeah, over but, three a game. That's, right, but I, I don't know if that's good or not. I really don't have a a measure on that. How many do the Vikings have? No, that's in the league? that's got to be up there with the league. I think I think that's a solid number. Is you know five. Well, and starting the way they did with zero. And then, like you said, turning it around. Yeah, they go to uh, they get sixteen. Um, I don't want to look ahead. I'll save that for the weekend appetizer too much. We have the Lions. Um, we're at the Lions coming up this week, correct? We got Stafford coming. Oh no no no, we're not. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. We we're are in Detroit. Lions. Yeah yeah. We're in Detroit. I, yeah, brain fart. Um, winnable game. It'll be. I think it'll be high scoring. I think Stafford's finally coming around to be an elite quarterback. Um, any thoughts on that game in general? Or I think I think the Redskins would probably are are good and ticked off right now. They're they're two and a half they're they're two point dogs. Losers. Right. Losers. Stephen A. Smith's comments. I don't it, think we're ticked off. I don't think we're ticked off anymore. Oh, I I hope the I hope the Skins players are. I don't think you come into the game saying, "Oh, Stephen A. Smith called us losers." No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't display that to the to the media. No, but I don't you, think you do it anyway. You get pumped up for a game just as much as you would any other game. I believe. I would. I wouldn't imagine they go. They're they're thinking in the locker room that Stephen A. Smith has called them losers. You put it out and you go play the game. It really doesn't. It's no extra motivation that some dumb analyst with a with a TV show calls you losers. Uh, people have said a lot worse. I agree, but that's how. But I feel like that's that's a lot of drive behind a lot of football players and a lot of football teams no. is what's going on. As a on professional athlete, you need to grow up. You would you, think you, got, you don't need thin Scott, skin like that. Scott, you would think, but. I'm not sure if that's the case. Have some have some thick skin. I don't yeah. know. A lot of these guys are just are 23 years old. They haven't developed that thick skin yet. Oh come on! You're a professional athlete. You're getting paid millions of dollars. I I I agree, but I think there's I think there's more there. I think guys do do worry about that. But just by the way, 60. So uh, Denver 
leading the league with 21 sacks. Significant number. But we're right in the meaty part of the bell curve, tied for sixth, um, you know, at 16. And again, that's after not having any defense at all the first couple games. Um, another note, again, we could save looking ahead for the weekend appetizer. Sure. Um, and I don't think Stephen A. Smith's name needs any more uh, mention over the over the internet more than he already does. I mean, we don't have to talk anymore about him. Uh, I just want to mention uh, Vernon Davis and his touchdown last week. Um, his first TD of the year. Great play, right in the back of the end zone. Catches the ball and then he turns around and he shoots the ba- and he shoots the basketball and he shoots the football as if it were a basketball through the uprights and then he gets a personal foul, excessive celebration. 15 yards, which is added to the kick. So Dustin Hopkins is backed up to the 20. He can't kick the ball through the end zone for a touchback. And then they end up returning the kick for a touchdown. Philadelphia does. So it's a, you know, you don't want to, you can't put that touchdown on Vernon Davis, obviously. I don't think that matters. No, but but it's something that certainly did, it didn't help. Whether he ran it back 80 yards or he ran it back 100 yards, it was still going to be a touchdown. You see what I'm saying? It's the same he wouldn't have, coverage. He wouldn't have been able to run it back because Dustin Hopkins kicks it through the end zone every single time. That's what he does. Mm. He's the best kickers in the game. That's just why, why give him a chance when you can just you know put him right there at the 20 to 25. And it just it was it's driving me nuts hearing how you, you know this penalty let the let the let the athletes celebrate. You're making them. You're making it not fun. The athletes need to express themselves, Scott. And I can't. The, these guys, like you said, they're professional athletes. They're not third graders with coloring books. They don't need to express themselves. He just made. It, yeah, you can be happy, but I mean, play by the rules. I mean, play by the rules. And it, you know, if it's if it's celebration, celebration. Granted, he came out and he said, I didn't even know that that was excessive celebration. I've done that before and never been flagged. Okay. You're getting harsher on it. I can see that. Yeah, but I, I hate I this don't. excuse as fans that we're given. Let them express them. The idea of sports aren't fun unless there is celebration. If you need celebration to be entertained in sports, you're not a sports fan. You're watching the wrong sport. Exactly. Yeah, Sorry. The- you you know, that's... Go watch Dancing with the Stars. Exactly. I agree with Exactly. You. And that, that's all I wanted to... I think there was a direct correlation. So, there's, so there's a, they're both at fault, basically. That's what you're saying. Correct. Correct. I think it's a stupid... I mean, you're not hurting anybody celebrating. Who cares? Have right. some tough skin. But at the same time, play, by, in, the ru- play by the rules. Vernon Davis, you've scored touchdowns before. Just act like it. Yeah. I don't know who said it. And this is this is a great quote, you know. It was a quarterback, and he said, whenever I score, the coach would tell me to run through the end zone, give the ball to the ref, and then jump into the biggest lineman's arms. That's all you got to do. Yeah. That's how you celebrate. Yeah, you point fun. your finger up, you jump into his arms, he hoists you up, and you go back to the sidelines. There you go. There's yeah. your celebration. I like that, you know. It's true. I, I mean, I like the – Get your job, get your job done, son. Uh, yeah, and I, I personally like the – Act like you've been there before. You know what? I've scored a lot of these. I'm going to score again. I want to get the ball in the hands of the ref so we can just get this. Thing I also going as much understand as the excitement, though. When you score a touchdown, that's that's a big deal. You know, I I'm not saying you should do something stupid 
like the Terrell Terrell Beckham or oh, Terrell yeah, Owens. That's, yeah. Like that is stupid. But being being excited that you got in the end zone, I completely understand that. It's emotional you know? for sure. Of course. Like, you know, getting excited and jumping into your players' arms, high fives all around, obviously. It shouldn't we shouldn't be robots here and show no emotion. Um, but at the same time, there is a line and all of us have seen that line being crossed mm-hmm. with multiple players. Yeah. Um, one one who just sticks out to me, uh, Odell, the whole thing with the net. He's trying to make the whole game about him. I mean, how bad is that? Dude, people aren't watching this for He's you. He's got issues, man. He, it just does not even need to be said. You right? feel bad for him at this point. Really? Yeah, you have he's to got do some the stuff antics? going on, man. He's got some stuff going on. Um, did you see uh, the, the the one in five Panthers quarterback Cam Newton oh, walk, walked off what during a the press conference again? <laughs> what a baby, dude! You're the face of the league. Can you just showing, can you just act? Imagine what he's showing kids, you know, in the league. Like that's that's just wrong. Just act a just act accordingly. You're the face of the league. You lost. You're not the first person to ever lose a football game, man. You're not. You're not the first MVP to ever face some adversity the next the year. Questions. Like, you know who uh, would do great with, with Bill Belichick would be a great coach for Cam Newton. You know, answer the question and get out. Like, he coaches his players on how to do press conferences. But, and but there's never been an issue. But Belichick's method of answering questions is Well, he coaches tablets. his player, and his players do the same thing, you know? <laughs> But they're not Except for babies. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a, that's an outlier. They're not babies, though. They don't cry when they lose, and they answer the questions, and they they're professional. Yes, sir. No, ma'am. Kind of deal, and and I like that. Yeah, uh, poor Belichick. I'll tell you what, he can't get the technology right. Yeah. Tablets are working for him Smash again. Them. Going back to the photo. Fo- I like the photos. Yeah, going back to the photos. Yeah, actually, that was his longest press conference ever. We're talking yeah, about he, tablets. He said, "I gave, I'm sorry, I gave a long answer to a short, short question." <laughs> he actually apologized for giving a long answer. I thought it was great. Yeah, I mean, imagine the the tablet buffering. You know, when he's on the sidelines and he's trying to get it, and it's just it won't load. Buffering. Imagine that page won't load. The little the little circles going. He's not found. You yeah. know, four oh four whatever. Yeah. Ah. It's that funny that so it's fu- like that happens in the NFL. You yeah. figure problems like, like that happens to us when we're setting up our show. And it's like, ah, we got to wait a second. All right. But the biggest stage in the yeah, world, like they have that down. No, they don't have that. it down. They have some guy. It's some Microsoft guy. It just happens. Oh, the Microsoft tablets. Yep. 80 million bucks right there. Yep. What else we got going around the league? Uh, game of the week. I could talk about this a little later in Weekend Appetizer. I'll touch on it again. But for me, I think I have a pretty cool one is Vikings at Eagles. Mm. Um, Vikings are coming off the bye week 5-0. and It's a big deal. And then the Eagles, on the other hand, are coming off the Redskins loss. Thank God. Um, and this is kind of a meaningful game for them, too. Um, Sam Bradford's coming back to Philadelphia. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, who's now has a resurgence in, in Minnesota of all places. Um, I think that's going to be a good game. I, I I'm willing to, I'm ready to see if the Vikings are actually going to, you know, pull this thing out. I don't know. They are. Yeah. Are they the real deal? I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of weird stuff going on in the NFL, which I think it's good. You know, the Panthers being one and five, the, the Vikings being five and oh, 
and I hate to say this, the Redskins winning 4-0, nobody saw that one coming. Well, the Cowboys starting 0-2. Right. I think mean, that's the more surprising thing in all this. Cowboys beat the Green Bay Packers last week. Packers are The Detroit slow. Lions have two wins in a row. Like, I feel odd on Sundays It's, it's now. a shake-up. It's, it's a shake-up. It's not the same teams every year, which we've grown to see. Hopefully, we'll see some new fresh faces Um in the in the Super Bowl and the championship games. Oh yeah, absolutely. I do think it's That'd great. Be surprising, but it's, surprise if the Patriots weren't in there, but they'll be in there. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> they'll be in there. Um, yeah, new faces. You know, going to the going to the Dallas boys. Dak Prescott uh, just heard that he will have the starting spot even after the bye week, um, which is coming next week because That's because Rome was not healthy, right? Or is that other reasons? Uh, well, I think by by the end of their by the end of their bye week, they that uh, Romo will be healthy, and they've already said Dak's got it. And good for him, they're winning. So why why stop that? I don't know. It's just hard I to imagine win. seeing a healthy Romo sitting on the sidelines. However, I think if you bring Romo in there, I think he just gets hurt. Yeah, and then now Dak is you know maybe a little bit ticked like you know you we had to sacrifice a game for for, for Romo like he's done great things I don't know but yeah he's been he's been awesome um, leading the NFC East it's great that's great and um, the NFL heading to London this week first that's, time that was no that was done early in the season Colts played no one yeah it was yeah it was they played Trembley. They played. Uh, oh, I thought this was their first week, and then they're going to have once a week since this week. I oh, didn't know maybe. That. No, no, they've definitely played early in the season. The Colts played, I forget who, but they played at nine thirty a.m. I thought it was going to be more oh, of Jaguars. a regular thing. Maybe it is. I'm not because sure because in seasons past, it's been one or two games, and I thought it was going to be one. It was going to be one they game. Had one starting Colts Jags. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe I just got that wrong. And that's Giants Bengals. Or no, not Giants Bengals, because Cincinnati's playing Cleveland. Um, it is Giants though, and Giants, uh, Giants Rams, Giants Rams, um, and so that's all. It's cool watching football at at nine thirty in the morning. At, eh. at least I think, and it is interesting. Are you gonna, would you get up to watch football though? For sure. Would well, you get up like if you were just? Would you set your alarm? Ah, nine thirty isn't all that early. Do you in the set morning. an alarm on on Sundays? No. Then would you set an alarm for to watch nine thirty football? You know, depends. On, like for the skins, when the skins play there in two weeks. Okay, that's you different. Kn- you know, I'm watching. Of course. Um, Are you gonna wake up and watch the Giants play? I'll wake up probably around nine, and my first thought will not be turn on the game. Um, the Giant, but it's gonna be cool watching. You know, watching the yeah. game before. Uh, Welcome to the West Coast. Just move out to California, man. No, that's yeah. I'm sorry, Giant. Yeah, Giants Rams over there in um, London town, and and I th- I think it's kind of cool. I think it's I think it's cool watching the the crazy uh, British fans because it's fun watching them cheer at odd times. They have no idea. No, that's all right. that's that's awesome. They were a we bunch. Have no of, idea about soccer. They, we'll give them that one. Yeah, but it's 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 still an interesting sight. Um, Putting NFL to rest just for now. Let's talk about some college football. And moving on. (laughs) 
And we're what, back, Shawnee. What does that <laughs> sound mean but some college football? It's Saturday morning. It reminds me when I was a kid on Saturday morning. Yeah, absolutely. Having your well, college game day. Having your cereal and, and your milk. And Watching then your, Kirk. Yeah. I always wanted Kirk's hair for some reason. Really? Yeah, a little spike. He always wore like gel. He was like the the frat star before we had. I knew what frat star meant. Didn't expect you know? to go here with you, Scott. Yeah. Talking about Herb Street's hair. Love it though. He's a good looking guy. Come on. All right. Okay. On, I'll go there for the sake of you not being the only <laughs> one to go there on this show. <laughs> yeah, college football. Wrapping up last week a little bit before you take some shots at me. I just want to get one <laughs> thing out there. I was I was so excited watching the that's just Scott dropping his mic. Sorry if that hurt anybody's ears. Good lord. That's a decent mic that just fell onto the, the hundies. <laughs> just just burning hundies. Yeah, that's all right. Well, we're still getting your uh your you're still making Sorry, sound, people. so that's good. Sorry. Yeah, that's it happens. I was so excited watching the NC State Clemson game. And you figure NC State, they got they got three seconds left on the clock, and they're they got to kick a thirty-three yard field goal. Being it's a, a chip shot. Oh, it's a chip shot. Being for, a kicker's a worst. Okay, for a college kid, that's a, for a college guy. Thirty-three yards in the NFL. You know that the conversion factor there might be ten or fifteen yards. You know, you you want to call it a gimme because it is a gimme, but I. It's just, so he so he ends up missing the thirty three yard field goal that would win the game for NC State and they go into their into the first overtime and they ended up winning on a uh, on a Clemson ends up winning on a on a pick. Does that affect Clemson's ranking? Did it did it affect their ranking? If it comes down to, it did not affect their ranking. No, right? They stayed at what three? They stayed. Yeah, because it's it's Bama. OSU Clemson has to be. No, Louisville might be. No, no they lost. Four. 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 Who's three? Well, they're four in the AP. Um, Clemson's four in the AP. Who's three? Uh, Michigan. Oh, that's right. And then the coaches pull Michigan and Clemson just, just, yeah, just swap. Yeah. But back to your question, does that affect? I, maybe down the line. Maybe down the line if yeah. you're looking at Clemson has – Dare I say zero losses with another yard right away from losing? Maybe that that could be some sort of because you know when when you're looking at this many teams, a little thing like that, especially when teams have the same record, you know they're in the ACC. Um, But God, I was I was so upset, and I was I was amazed with because of course the coaches and the players are all going to pick up the kicker, you know, give him high five. Hey man, you know we're going to bounce back here in OT, and I'm thinking. I don't know if I'm giving that guy a high five, even if I'm that if I'm on that sideline. I'm thinking, good lord, come on, really? Is it his fault though? I mean, yeah, yep. They shouldn't have the even been in that situation. They shouldn't have even been tied with them that late in the game. NC State, the pack. Is it the same? I'm I'm trying to compare it to other sports. Is it the same as it's a baseball having bases loaded, um, one out in the ninth inning, down? 
a run and you ground out in a double play? No, I think that's less of a gimme than missing a 33-yard field. It's a ground ball. It's a ground ball to second base and the second baseman. It's a backhand to the second baseman. Still a routine play, and the second baseman throw it into the garbage over to first. Okay. And then okay. and then the runner from third scores and then they lose. And then it ties it and then you go into the tenth inning yeah. and then and then you end up losing. Okay. I Fair feel enough. like that's the equivalent. Again, it's not a you know, the backhand play it's tough. Maybe it's a fast runner, but you still gotta make it. It's a thirty three yard field goal. You you gotta make it. Let's go over your picks it. last week. Let's go over your picks. Let's uh, not go over my picks last week. And <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to do. <laughs> no, go ahead. Remind them. Remind everybody. <laughs> you had Tennessee over Alabama. You sure Wrong. did. I stick by. <laughs> I stick by it. You had Iowa over Wisconsin. Was that right? No, I had I had Wisconsin beating Ohio State. Oh, wrong. <laughs> yeah, I had Wisconsin, but that was Maybe closer than that was closer than um, Alabama Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alabama, and you know what? It was, was shellac. As I was watching that game, I'm sitting here thinking, man, Scott might very well tear me a new one uh, next week. There's uh, no way week show. I cannot see Alabama losing this year. I will put a lot of money on that they win the national championship. Not even this week, uh, playing Texas A&M. I, I Alabama's at home, but sixteen and a half favorites. That's one of the ones I'll go over this week. Twelve and zero, man. That's tough. God, that's tough. That, that's even a big spread. I mean, they're playing the six six, six ranked team. Yeah. Also has no losses. I mean, they're both undefeated. That's two touchdowns. That's that's a lot of points. Ooh, it's something. But you know, can you give me a little bit of credit? The Wisconsin Ohio State was just a bit closer. And then didn't I say? Didn't I say that Urban Meyer was going to do something a little silly, a little unorthodox, what and he ended up getting know. a fifteen yard. Um, Penalty for he, he interfered with some Wisconsin runner. He didn't mean to do it, but he got too close to the sideline, and then he got hit in the back of the oh, head. I, I have no idea. Oh yeah, he got hit in the back of the head. He almost it looked like it kind of hurt, but apparently it didn't. That's that's Urban Meyer doing something a little bit, a little bit ill advised. But yeah, I was wrong. I was very wrong. I was very wrong. And that so the Alabama Tennessee game actually so forty nine to ten, the most lopsided game Alabama Tennessee opponents since 1906 Alabama does. yeah yeah I don't know that's before <laughs> that was, they, I was historically wrong. different that's different uh I was generationally back wrong. then yeah. great would, great grandfathers were playing that game whoo man yeah that was wrong but what else happened last week anything noteworthy I don't really have anything Stanford Stanford beat the Irish but then again who's not beating the Irish well Stanford, Stanford beat the Irish on no offensive touchdowns the Irish beat the Irish. Stanford didn't beat the Irish. Irish always beats the Irish. You know, this they season. lost on no offensive touchdown. No Christian McCaffrey for Stanford. Uh, and they did not score an offensive touchdown. They had two defensive touchdowns. I think a pick, six, and a fumble recovery in the end zone. And a field goal. I think they won, four, what, 17-10. So I'm guessing Burnsy didn't have all that great of a game. fifty. Then he had 14 completions. I mean, Game manager. That's that's what he is, and he doesn't get enough credit for. I mean, everybody expects him to be Andrew Luck. He's a game manager, and and sometimes that's what you need. Granted, they had two losses this year, which stinks. I was hoping for better for him, but we'll see him in a bowl. Hopefully, he gets a little bowl win. Yeah. Well, they play Colorado this week. Yeah, they'll, they'll stomp him. I don't know, man. Buffalo, guy on the Buffalo. It's 
I think I think Colorado's only lost twice. I gotta say though, man, the point spreads this week are insane. Just overall across the board. If you have extra money in the bank, um, go gamble. Go, with go it. get a bookie. <laughs> go get a bookie. Go do some shady activity. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this on the air because people are gonna come kill me if if I'm wrong. No. Um, but Illinois at Michigan, who is number three, we've learned. Michigan's 36-point favorites. 36-point favorites. That's a lot of – that's <sighs> still take, five touchdowns? Still taking Michigan. Five touchdowns? It's going to be one of those scores. Dude. It's going to be one of those scores. We've seen worse already this season. We have, but – Washington doing that to Stanford, course, I mean, which is a much closer Michigan game. did it to Rutgers a few weeks ago and scored 80 on them mm-hmm. because Jim Harbaugh wanted some free stakes. Yeah. Did you hear that story? Yeah, that's another one. Um, Oregon State at Washington is 37-point favorite. Washington's 37-point favorites. Granted, Jake Browning is pretty good. He's in the Heisman race this year. And they beat Stanford by 40-something points a couple weeks ago. I get it, but 37 points is hard to put a point spread on. Oregon State is a BCS team who's been good in the past. I'm not saying they're good now, um, but, you know, like – that's, these guys get scholarships too. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're players, but <laughs> that's just the way. That's insane. The way 37 works. points. So who are you putting your money on this I'm week? I'm taking there, take the under. Take the under on both Which, of those games. Oh, both those games. Take the under. Okay. I would be surprised if both teams won by more than 36 and 37 points. It's just going to be one of the uh, – all right. OSU at PSU is – I mean, OSU is 20-point favorites in that one. Um Oakley that might State. be a little closer. Over and the Penn State's quarterback is the Ashburn kid. Um, twenty point underdogs, man. Like that's almost three touchdowns. Hmm. OSU is that good? I put them kind of on par with Alabama, but that's a lot of points too. Like man, like the the sports the sports books in in Vegas will lose a lot of money if these if these games go under. If there's some upsets this week. Um, the only other, I think, noteworthy game besides our academies are Arkansas, number 17, at Auburn, who's 21. Auburn is 10-point favorites in that one. I think that's kind of a coin flip. Arkansas, go Hogs, Woo Pig, all that. I'm definitely rooting for them. Um, that, that should be a close game and a good game. Um, I think Arkansas is, is not as good as advertised. Um, I'm sorry to my family out there, but... You know they have a they have a quarterback who's not pro- proven. Uh, they had some scrappy wins. They like to shoot out games. Um, we'll see in that one. Um, anything else you want to touch on in college football world? Well, whenever I see that the only real ranked matchups in the week are is our SEC games, I always get a little suspicious. I want to say, you know what? There's got to be better games out there, at least looking at it from a Thursday point of view. Yeah. You know, a lot of times you get to Saturday and you realize, wow, this game isn't a ga- wasn't supposed to be a game, and I'm coming here, I'm going to watch it. And uh, TCU at number 12, West Virginia, stuck out to me. Just because West Virginia's ranked 12. Yeah, I was about to say. I was fact-checked that one. Wow. Well, that, that's that's incredible. I didn't know West Virginia was twelve. Yeah, they're they're twelve, they're twelve. And well, the reason why it stuck out to me was because the Big Twelve is just so darn interesting. 
because they're a power five school, but they only have two teams from the conference who who, who are ranked. Oklahoma. Um, they're out of it now. Yeah. No, o- Oklahoma's. Oh, they are. They're still. I mean, they're still technically. They're still technically ranked. TCU. TCU's not ranked. Wow. Again, that's why it wasn't in that. Yeah. That's why it wasn't in that. You know, get you know the big games. You know the rankings, but and you know, so I think that TCU, um, they're four and two, and one of their losses is to Oklahoma, and the other one is to Arkansas. You know, their two losses are, and they and they were one score games. So TCU is not a bad team. They're playing West Virginia's right number twelve. I think it's gonna go be. An, I think it's gonna be a good game. At least something to something to keep checking while you're watching. You know the almighty SEC games. Got to. And just the Big Twelve. First of all, they don't have twelve teams anymore. They have ten. They have ten. And they tried to expand with Colorado State, and just <laughs> denied that. Oh no, we don't want to expand anymore. Mainly because we can't do it because we're the Big Twelve and we're not what everybody thinks we are. Well, yeah. However, it's still going to be a good game, and I'm just throwing it out there. You mentioned service academies. I'm going to throw it out there for this reason. The Big 12, they have two ranked teams, like we mentioned, West Virginia and Oklahoma. You know what other conferences two ranked teams? The ACC? ACC has several ranked teams. I was going to say the AAC, American Athletic Conference, Houston, and the Naval Academy. (laughs) Why isn't the AAC a Power 5 school? Is that a serious question? <laughs> no, but it just—I think the Big Twelve isn't what people think. Oh yeah, they're they're the Big Twelve. They got Texas, which Texas is supposed to be good all the time, and they're not. Yeah. I don't know why Texas isn't isn't better than they are. However, I'll be watching TCU West Virginia while everybody's else is watching SEC games and being Fair forced enough. to watch that. Fair enough. Anything else in college football land? Well, we mentioned Navy. Um, Navy is playing Memphis this week. When I say we mentioned Navy, I mentioned Navy. You, yeah. you never mind. I, I well, did. I did. Na- Navy's so we're gonna we're talking about the naval or the academies. Yeah, and, and Navy's playing Memphis this week. Who? Um, they're only. I believe they're only. I think Memphis is actually favored. They are. A point um, and a half. It's a pick'em game. Yeah. Anyway, Navy's ranked twenty-four, which is pretty awesome. Um, anytime you see service academies cracking the top 25, that's great. Um, so that's another college football game to be watching. And you got Army? Army is playing – well, they're hosting North Texas. This is another point spread, which I'm I'm scared of. 17.5 point favorites. Army is over North Texas. Um, that's a lot. Granted, Army's having a heck of a year this year. Four and two. Um, they just beat some crap team. Lafayette or something like that. Um, but they're averaging 35 points a game. Their rushing attack's been solid. Um, you know, their their coach, uh, the, the name slips me right now. Um, I just read I just read his name. But um, they're, they're turning a corner, and hopefully, right, you know, because they've had some good players in the past that have deserved better um, and deserved more, and you know, this might be the year, Sean. Jeff Monken? Monken. 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 Yeah. This might be the year. I'm looking at what's 14 now. This will be 15? 14. When you say this will be 15, that's just not. 
If we lose this year, it'll be <laughs> you're the one who said this, this will. Be the, the you said this year. You use the helping verb will. You said this will be. 15. All right, English teacher. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 14, 14 in a row. Fourteen in a row. Navy's beaten Army. This will be the year. We'll see. It stops at fourteen. <laughs> we'll see. Navy. It's still. It's still. You know, two months away. No Keanu Reynolds. I'm, I'm not scared anymore. <laughs> it's still a month and a half away, but. Navy is ranked 24. Yeah, I'll talk about that um, one later. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. I think that wraps up college football. All right, and that, that takes care of college football. All right, so changing gears here. Um, we, there's some other stuff that really doesn't fit in the category um, that we want to talk about, go around the league a little bit. Um, Rick Pitino, um, his legacy has been complicated here. Um, these big programs have always been known to kind of, you know, bend the rules a little bit. Um, and it's been different for Louisville. They just got caught or there's been a scandal, um, involving their, their director of basketball operations, giving escorts money, um, to, to have sex with the players. It's been... It's been a little interesting because now Patino denies that he he never knew. Um, I don't agree with that method, but there is no way in a college atmosphere that the head coach doesn't he know what's going know. on. I've been in a lot of college locker rooms, and the head coach knows exactly what's going on. That's just the director of basketball operations does not do that on his own, right? And if that sh- makes sense. And again, it sounds bad to say, but shady we'll call it shady recruiting goes on no matter what college it is no matter it's what a sport lot of places is. but i feel like you it's just, not you, you can't really paint put with your finger down i mean there's the head coach is is the man has he, the power to shut it down if he absolutely if he i mean the director of basketball operations would never go against a legend like rick patino and go behind his back and do something that he doesn't want to do um so that's a little hazy. Um, I feel bad. Hazy? Yeah. I thought you were making a pun right there. Like, you know, hazing, new players. Hazing. No, that, the whole story's hazy <laughs> and the sorry. investigation's going to be long. And you're trying to make puns and joke about it. Dude, so I'm it's sorry. Really, it's it's really a serious. Funny, dude. No, I'm just kidding. Dude, well, you're the one who said hazy. <laughs> hey, you don't use the word hazy? You do. I just thought you were trying to be funny. Well, I mean, this isn't something to joke about, man. Clearly, it's not. <laughs> No, but it's it's interesting for college basketball, and they're really bringing the hammer down. And I really do think it starts with the head coach, and it starts with the program overall. Um, it doesn't happen, I don't believe, at at top schools like Duke or uh, or schools like that. Um, it's the head coach that sets the tone for the for the university and for the uh, um, the program because they know what it means. So that's really all I have to say. Switching um, to another college basketball story, I think Sean has the lowdown on this one. Um, Isaiah Brock coming up from Oakland. Isaiah Brock, Oakland University. Yeah. Oakland University. The coach finds him um, overseas. Isaiah Brock uh, is an Army guy, and he's stationed over there. And his job in the Army is to get dead soldiers and bring them back to the United States for a burial. One of the, man, talk talk about serving, you know. Yeah. Um, offers him to come, pl- 
play basketball at Oakland University because he's he's six foot seven, um, and goes. He's there. NCAA says, "Oh, this isn't cool." Because in 2011, okay, Isaiah Brock's in the army for four years, mm-hmm. serving his country overseas, doing one of the, I would imagine, yeah. hardest jobs on the planet. Yeah, the NCAA says up his grades when he was in high school. He, he's academically ineligible, and grades are grades, rules are rules, but. You know, this is an exception, and people will make the argument: Where do you draw the line? Yeah, you know, and yeah, it's, it's tough. This is, I think, he, I think you give him a pass, and and Brock ended up appealing it, and the NCAA revoked the whole academic ineligibility because That's... they realized, oh, that was four years ago. This is before he was in the army and did that. Just, I can't even imagine. Well, I don't know if he's going to play this year. I'm not sure. I mean, I know he's eligible. So I'm not sure he's going to play this year, but not not taking away from the kid. But there's got to be some sort of stipulation on his grades this coming semester. Um, I know if he goes to school and he, you know, is still getting bad grades, they're not going to let him play basketball. Um, But it's good that the NCAA has, you know, has a heart. And has shown well, they service. They didn't, though. They didn't for that. Well, they don't have a heart to a lot of people. It happened to a Mason kid, um, Terrence Mayemba, who who came from overseas from Gabon, where um, they didn't have his record from his freshman year of high school. So they didn't let him play college basketball. And so like stuff like that has is, is put the NCAA in a lot, bad light. I'm glad they, they honor the service and they, and they respect it enough to – to let him at least be involved with the program. I think that's really big. Yeah. I agree 100%. And we just highlight yeah. um, service members, I think, you know, frequently on the show. And Absolutely. we've mentioned Alejandro Villanueva for the Steelers being a, being a West Point guy. And so whenever stories like these come out, we just feel the need to have to put it out to, to those loyal <laughs> listeners. So the two guys we talk about every single time. Who are they, Scott? Timothy Tebow is number one. Tim Tebow. Who, go ahead, I think you had the stat. Man, he broke out of his slump. He was <laughs> over 13, and he got his first hit after going <laughs> over 13. Good for Tebow. The other guy we always talk about is Tiger Woods, my boy. Um, will he ever win another major, Sean, yes or no? Nope. All right. A resounding no, Scott. talk about him, but he says he's going to beat, he's going to break Jack Nicklaus' record. He says it. He's going to break no record. That's sad. Yeah, he's he's not really a sap story. He's got the yips of golf. He has the if there's a yips for golf, he has it. Of course, there is a yips for golf. That's a completely real thing. Come is on. there a name for it? Is it just called the it's yips? Called the yips, man. It's called the yips. He just can't swing it because he went through the whole injury, but now he. Have you ever seen my short game? It's called the yips. No, your short game is called you just <laughs> suck at putting. That's what that's. There's no, no, no fancy no, 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 name. Not putting. You're the sucker at putting. <laughs> I, I just can't get it on the green. They call me Shawnee Four Putt. But I'll at least drive the ball it. 300 yards, and I can't put it on the green for 10 feet out. Yeah. Anyway. That's a whole different podcast right there. Let's roll with the weekend appetizer. Here we go with the weekend app.
weekend appetizer for episode seven. Got some huge news for Perpetual Sports Talk. Uh, come on, man. Okay, I won't call it huge news because <laughs> Scott's a humble guy. I think it's huge news. He just accepted a assistant uh, coaching job at Southern Vir- at Southern Virginia there University. Yep. Um, never heard of it. It's okay. Assistant assistant basketball assistant coach for the basketball team at Southern Virginia University, and I think that's I think that's Thank awesome. You. I was I was pumped I, I up really, to hear I really about that. that. No, I do. Pumped up to hear about. It's going to be tough to, you know, do the long distance stuff and everything like that. But, hey, I think PSD is worth it, man. Absolutely. And we'll be coming at you at the same time as always. Yeah. Sa- same Nothing day changes. as always. I'll just We won't be live from Mama Docha's basement. We'll be live from Buena Vista, Virginia and Ashburn, Virginia. Um, but I don't think anything should change on that end. No, just just had to make that announcement because that that's man. some pretty big news. It's a, definitely a big change. Predicting this weekend's sporting events. What are we yeah. watching? What are we watching? What's going on? What are Dude, what are we going to be started, analyzing? Man. Hockey started. Uh, granted, nobody in DC watches the first regular season of the, of hockey. Yeah. So Capitals off to a hot start doesn't really matter. Two wins, zero losses, one overtime loss. Yeah. <laughs> it's separate. Two zero oh, and you know one. What? The Capitals might be the team that changes our DC hopes this year. Uh, I'm just I'm just saying, our DC's. They're our best bet. If you're going to put right now, if you said between the Redskins and the Capitals, I'm putting my money on the Capitals. Hmm. Okay. They're, they're our best bet. Okay. As DC sports fans. Yeah. And they're, pl- uh, they're playing the Florida Panthers tonight, and they are playing the uh, uh, New York Rangers on Saturday. Weekend Appy, again, the NLCS. You got to be watching that um, if you're a sports fan. Chicago, LA, it's great baseball. Um, as much as it hurts, I know. Yeah, to, I mean, to, it, the series is tied two to two. You couldn't ask for a better situation to be in right now if you're just a baseball fan. And I love that there's going to be a game six. They're going to go back to Wrigley, and we're going to see Clayton Kershaw pitch at least one more time. I love that. And it's going to be a great weekend for baseball. What else we got? Anything else? The Washington Redskins. They're good and ticked oh, off. Ooh. I hope they're good and ticked off. Yeah, earlier in the show, you know, not listening to some lousy analyst, but I hope they play like they're getting ticked off. They are two point underdogs to the Detroit Lions. That's a pick'em game. They got sixteen. They're right. They're just favorite is just about split, but they got sixteen sacks, and I hope they make it twenty. I hope they drive. I, I just hope they I hope they bury the Lions. Yeah, me too, man. Five wins in a row is huge. They're Absolutely. eleven and five in the past fifteen games. Put Rip games. Stafford's jersey like you ripped uh, Carson Wentz's jersey. I hope that yeah, happens. That'll be, that'll be a good game. It'll be great. It was I'm good foreshadowing last weekend. Uh, Alabama, Texas A and M. Oh, that's about it, man. The twelfth man or roll tide? I don't know. Last weekend I predicted Tennessee, so I'm not gonna say anything. In order not to jinx anything, I hope by not saying that doesn't do it. Um, so it's going to be a great sports weekend. Yeah, I think so too. Let's roll. Let's roll. Shall we? That's it. Shall on we? to episode eight. <laughs> on to episode eight. See you next week. Um, I'm Sean. And I'm Scott.